Gentlemen, here we are. We're back. We've come to the top of the mountain, and we're on the other side now. ah, That valley looks lovely. Well, this is the moment when we look across the valley, and we Mm. realize that that was was just the first (laughs) mountain. And there's yep. a whole range of other mountains. <laughs> just yeah. crested, and we see yeah, we see a thousand way off in the distance. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But that's going to be a glorious day. It, yes, yes, sure exactly. Is. And there's no one else in the world I'd rather be climbing these mountains with than you two folks. And the oh. rest of you who are joining oh, thanks, us buddy. tonight. Yeah. I didn't mean to get so sentimental right early on in the podcast. Well, there's no one else who I'd rather eat in case we start freezing to death. Mm, well said. There it well is. Said. There you, you go. Guys, yep. you, you both look delicious tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to start with me. I mean, Nick. Nick's a little bit stringy these days. I'm, I've been mm, nicely fattened up by working at home. Right. Oh, but, like, as if I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm, thank kidding. You. I'm kidding. No, Jay, Am you I look wearing great. it well? No, you, you look uh, great. You both look great. <laughs> We really least, haven't. We haven't gone through like who would be eaten first. We haven't. That hasn't been thing, yeah, something yeah. we've talked about. That's true, it's right? True. Well, but well, you know good. what? I. I mean, I. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I might be the most tasty. Mm. But I tell you what, you mm. you back me into a corner. I can get pretty nasty. So this is true. You know, I can I can strike back, right. and I'm also. Oh, you're, pretty, you're saying you'll defend yourself if you're trying oh, yeah. to eat, if you tr- if somebody's trying to eat you. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Fight for life, man. It's good. I'm just, war- I, I'm just saying. You guys are like your eyes are getting wide, like mm-hmm. salivating. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I'm a hungry boy. Twice, like Kramer buttered. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Glad to be you back some- here with you, Nick. How are things going, man? Where are you at? Uh, going well. I'm at the house. Um, I'm moving things around a little bit. Boys are done school. So rather than be out in the main area where they can pop over and just check on me and ask if they can get water and stuff like that, I'm going to, I'm in a back room this evening. So you're in the bunker, in the bunker. We're going to see if this works any better. Uh, but great. Uh, was at my sister's this weekend? Um, cool. Uh, actually this, this Friday is Siri's birthday. Greg. Hey now. Belated happy birthday to you. Well, thank you yes, very much. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Thank you guys. Yeah. So serious birthdays on Saturday. So before up next episode, I just wish him a happy birthday. And Charlie's was two weeks before that, so we're we're just clear of the boys' birthdays, and uh, all we got left is the summer. So. Cool. Nice. Cool. It's, it's nice. going well. It's going well. Sorry about that, Greg. No, no, no. You, you got. You're good. Well, thank you, Nick, for the uh, birthday wishes there. Um, and uh, yeah, my yeah. weekend was was really fun. I mean, basically, I celebrated my birthday in L.A. I had a delicious dinner with Kaz, and um, it was a lovely, chill day. Um, I did, unfortunately, have to wake up early AF the next morning <laughs> to catch a <laughs> flight out to D.C., actually. And when I landed, holy smoke, it was smoky. It was hazy. It was hazy. That Canadian, that Canadian smog, man. That Canadian funk. Crazy. But uh, yeah, that Canadian funk. And uh, it was actually pretty funny Mm -hmm. because the Red Knots, right? So the Red Knots were were playing three dates. And uh, Jay, you can play your clip if you need. We want Jelly Willis. We want Jelly Willis. Yeah. 
So we had thank a, you, Craig. We, yeah, you're welcome. We had three <laughs> dates. We had a Thursday at the State Theater in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, yeah, that's and right. then a, a few more that I'll get to. So the fir- the first date was the Thursday, and what we've decided to do is we play so many shows on the East Coast, and we have to always either ask the opening band to use their backline, which means like their drum set and guitar mm-hmm. amp and and bass amp. We bring the rest, yep. or we have to rent it. Right, mm. so renting that eats it is in the margins. It does, and not yeah. only that, but it's also really tough when you're working with inconsistent equipment. Some nights it's Listen, like, oh my guy, god! As a guy who used to work at a music store, who yeah. had to rent equipment, you always got the <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry well, to say. yeah, you expected well, to get it back, right? In a well, beat up condition, yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, not the. Sh- Stuff well, we, we, there was like we a, also, a subsection we, we, of amplifiers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, we check it beforehand to make sure it's not crap, you know, and we had, do have like certain requirements. Yeah, it's just not the, it's, it's different when it's your stuff, right? It's been road hard and put up wet in the American version. That, that I believe. So what we decided to do is to figure out how to get some gear to the East Coast, right? Oh. So um, Okay. Because Pete had an sure. extra drum set, so he shipped it. And Paul, our bassist, had an extra bass amp, so he uh, and uh, cab, so he shipped that, which you is not cheap. A drum set and no. ship a drum Guitar set. Cab. Yeah, you can ship it. It costs about five hundred bucks, you know, from the from the West Coast or whatever. Jeez. Yeah, but then also we went to Atomic Music up in Greenbelt, you know, yeah. the place I bought my first electric guitar, and I, you know, at this point I know the owners. I've known them for years, you know, yeah. and. Um, Decades even, and uh, so I actually ended up hanging out with with one of them um, in my recent visits to the East Coast. I mentioned to him that oh yeah, we're we're looking for backline. I might want to scoop a like a nice four by ten Fender Deville. That's like that's the amp I found that works the best for the red knots, and as far as and also fits in the van. Okay. You know, yeah, okay. I could, like if I had if I had more room in the van, I would get like a JCM eight hundred or something, right? You know, like a roll, like a Marshall half stack, and, just, and that that's the bomb. That's that's the ultimate. But for the time being, sure, Fender Deville. So I went in there and and got a, g- a good deal on that, and we shipped the the gear to uh, my brother Austin. <laughs> so we spent the first part of the day just like going to Austin's, picking up gear, going to Atomic, picking up an amp, and then we like nice. put it all together, and then we got to State Theater, and we had this beautiful backline, and it's like ours now. Yours, your back, and we're gonna stat. We're gonna store it at a, at, in Raleigh, at a family member's oh, wow. place. So now you have and, an East Coast backline. Yeah, and we also have. Really? We already we've had a Midwest backline too in near Chicago. So now we have uh, West Coast. Yeah, you see, and this is uh, the line of thinking. We've been talking about this for years because we know, like, for instance, Steve Gad. He's got drum sets all over the country. Wow. Right. So that, that's something that we've you know. So we've been like, hmm, wouldn't it be amazing to. It's not that much, you know, and it, it, we're talking about people, you know, we have access to gear. So rather than sure. just working it out on a gig by gig basis, it's like, let's just have some little, yeah. it, it, it's an yeah, investment. It's quite a hassle. It's an investment. But over time, if we keep playing these runs, we're saving a lot of money and we have consistent gear, Hell totally. which is just such a stress reliever. Yeah, big time. Exactly. Totally. So anyway, so we played the State Theater, and it was two days after my birthday, but I still kind of build it as a birthday show <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and, some, and, you know, my folks came out, which was great, and uh, my brother came out and uh, some, some other friends, and it was really nice to see some folks. Towards the end of the night, uh, the drummer Pete said, Hey, everybody, it's, uh, it's Greg's birthday. Let's say one happy birthday, Greg, on, on three. And so th- this is what it sounded like. Happy birthday! 
Holy cow. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So that guy has got a lot of energy. <sighs> right up front. Dude, that guy was, man, Damn. they were up in the front they, they, the whole night. It was a really fun crowd. High energy the, all night. No, it was, uh, you know, even my, my student, Izzy, even came out. Oh, it was cool. her first concert, you know, and so we, we made sure she left with like a drumstick and all that, you know. That's awesome. Uh, it was yeah. really fun. It was really fun. The next night, we drove all the way down to Raleigh, played at a place called Bowstring Pizza and Brewery. Super fun show there. Broke a string on the, like the last solo of Give It Away, but I had my like my backup guitar. I'm just, I know Jay will appreciate this especially, but I had my backup guitar just ready to go, all tuned, strap <laughs> on. I was like, <laughs> and afterwards yes. the bassist said that was like the fastest guitar switch I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when well you done. do it, we're, yeah, yeah well done. Yep. You don't have stop asking what, for the itinerary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it easy. Uh, when you don't have when you don't have a, a tech you know you got to plan for those things yeah um or a roadie or whatever so um but that was a successful show that was really fun and then we went to fairmont west virginia and played a big outdoor show um Woo! like an outdoor concert series with uh bad fish the sublime tribute oh hell yeah nice and cool. uh, that was really well attended and fun. And yeah. those those hits are kind of fun for us because we only have to play like an hour, but cool. uh, but but we're well taken care of and everything. So it's yeah, it's like cool. big shows. That that's like the, yeah. it's the OG as far as like the tributes go, right? They are one of the OGs, man. These guys are super smart. I mean, you want to talk about a band that has a it's it's an operation. You know, I can't, I don't even I I don't know what the numbers are, but they're good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're good enough that they can. They have two full 15-passenger vans, one with that has a trailer, and that one is like the crew, and they leave earlier in the morning, get to the next venue, set the whole thing up, and then meanwhile, like the band is a couple hours behind. They got to sleep in. Hell yeah. Bit, Squad know? goals, man. And these wow. guys, dude, these guys, I mean, <laughs> they pull some serious stuff. I mean, they, it's it, first of all, they just they gather huge crowds, and they sell a lot of merch. Wow. A okay. lot. Um, yeah, and so you know, these are guys how does, who. Are, how does that work? Because it, because it's their branding, and it's even though they're like a tribute band, they don't have to. There's no yeah. problem there. Yeah, I mean, they're not selling recordings of them. You know, it doesn't say mean? Sublime. Yeah, no, I mean, but it does say it, it does say a tribute to Sublime, but I think like I think it's um, I think it's fine. Yeah, they've been doing it for 25 years at this wow. point. You know, and they do compete with actual Sublime, which is still playing, although they only have like you know, the drummer left. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so I, we ended up around Pittsburgh. I drove out to Philadelphia to see family and then we start on Wednesday in Pittsburgh again. So, Oh yeah, man. Yeah. So I've just, uh, I'm, I'm chilling in Philly and for another night or two. And then, uh, starting a five night run, take a look at the dates online. If you guys want, you know, red, not red hot chili. Yeah. Harrisburg, uh, Myrtle beef, 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 Myrtle Beach, South no, Myrtle Carolina. Beef. <laughs> yeah, Myrtle Beef. Uh, so hey, actually, Myrtle the order beef. is uh, on, on Wednesday we're in Pittsburgh, Thursday we're in Harrisburg, Friday we're in, I think, we eventually we're in Cornelius, North Carolina, and then Myrtle Beach, South, uh, sorry, Cornelius, North Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, and then we're in Roanoke, Virginia, that, the Friday. That's where we are. All right. So yeah, it's going to be great. Cool. So I'll fill you in on that as it comes. But Jay Rome, what's you up to, bro? Busy, busy, man. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the smoke because that actually canceled a gig that we had this last oh, Friday. Man, I was terrified that would happen. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I mean, it, the funny thing is, like Thursday was really bad, 
like bad enough that like when I was outside with my daughter, I was like, let's go inside. This is, yeah. This is oh, totally. This doesn't seem healthy. Yeah. No. But it then Thursday weird. was fine. But thir- but on Thursday, they had already canceled the gig. It was an outdoor gig that we were, the Janine Wilson band was playing on Friday in Baltimore. So that got rescheduled okay. to this Friday. So if anybody's mm-hmm. coming out, um, cool. Pints in the Park, playing in Charles Village in uh, cool. downtown Baltimore. It's a good time. Other than that, right let's on. see. Man, I don't know. I'm itching to get ready. To get let's, the do going. let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Let's go. You should check it Yes, that's right. You're tuned in to You Should Check It Out, inhaling smoke since, well, last Thursday. Um, glad to be here with you. Can I get as, as, as of five <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> glad to be here with you. This is episode 201. 201, right we've made it over the mountain. Wow. Mm-hmm. Glad to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. Hope all is well in your corner of the world. My name is Jay. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. I am kicking things off. I'm going to be talking about three new albums that came out. I wanted to talk about... Sweet. I actually had four on the docket, and then I reduced it to three, because that seems okay. like a round number, right. and then I switched. So, yeah, oh, you, that should oh, be... you switched them. Okay. I, I switched them up. All right. I butt-knocked you. Um, Nick's going to be coming up next with an AI music update from an classical. angle that we haven't heard from yeah. before. Yeah, classical music. Yeah. Uh, and Greg's going to be finishing things up by talking about two old Manchester City fans. Indeed. Yeah. Ah, got it. But until that comes around, I'm going to be your uh, your beautiful host. And You're driving first, um, buddy. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play some music. Actually, first, <laughs> as I alluded to, this is going to be three new albums, and I'm going to be playing one song from each of these new three these three new albums, which makes this. Familiar. Technically, a three for Thursday. New new edition. Three Three for Thursday. Three for Thursday. That's right. Three for Thursday. Get pumped. Three for Thursday. Wait for it. So, three for Thursday, new album edition. First up. What do we got? My good friend, Jason Isbell. Just right released on. his new album. Nice. Actually, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. The new album is called Weather Veins. Um, it's really good. This is the lead single from it. It's called Death Wish. Death Wish. Check this out. Did you ever love a woman with a death wish? Something in her eyes like flipping off a light switch. Everybody dies, but you gotta find a reason to carry on. Oh, did you ever catch a climbing on the Something in her eyes like flipping off a light switch Everybody 
Yeah, I dig it. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. That single is getting a lot of press. It got covered by somebody famous recently. Really? Drawing a blank on who that was. Jack huh? White? Yes, Jack White. Yes, Jack White. Who, by um, the way, thought... oh. I was going to say, uh, a friend of the pod, Harry, was, was hanging out with... Recently. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Billy Strings. And, uh, oh, neat. It was, it, was, it was a crazy hang. I was like, man, oh. I was like seeing all these pics. I was like, ah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> bowling, whatever. Nice. Whatever. <laughs> they were going fun. bowling? Yeah. That's what you Sorry. want to do with Jack White. And, and Chris Robinson. I'll, show, I'll, I'll send you Oh, the, of course. Yeah, of course. I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Just all, anyway, all the, al- the, album's, the album's pretty cool. It's, um, it's a slow burn. It's, uh, there's very few, like out and out rockers on it it's a lot of acoustic stuff but um interesting you know i don't know uh i'm not like blown away by it lyrically it's great as always mm-hmm. um with him so i don't know i'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of the verdict is, is out is that what i'm saying or the did i say that right the jury is out the jury is still out the jury is out the verdict is not out Yes. <laughs> Verdict isn't in because the jury is still out. Correct. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank yes. you. That's what that's yeah. You get the day. <laughs> I have I have not listened to it yet, Jay, but um yeah, Jason Isbell um is uh somebody on the rise. I mean I mean well or maybe you know, I I realize I he's been he's around for a now, while. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think you know, he, we've he, seen he's him there. once he's or there. twice, Jay. I've seen him three times. I think I've seen him once with you. Once? Okay. All was right. that the Father yeah, John Misty show? show? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was. Right on. Well, I, you know, I, I can, I, I guess I can get into it a little bit. I, I maybe you need to um, send me some other recs. So like, the, like your favorite stuff of his, I would, I would definitely listen to because that's enticing. I but I could see myself being like, eh, yeah, with that one, yeah, yeah. cool. Well, on a related note, uh, mm. this album that is in my background, uh, uh-huh. you guys can't see, just arrived this week. Okay. And okay. I was so excited to talk about it, but then I realized, oh wait, this was a pre-order, and the the vinyl arrived before the actual album is out. Oh, it's not oh. out yet. Cool. Yeah, the, cool. so I have this is pre pre-release stuff. But oh, I'm going to play a track from it anyway. This is uh, the Drive By Truckers. Okay. Um, really great band. Used yeah. to feature Jason Isbell. Right. Relevant. See how I tied that in there. Mm-hmm. That's right good. On. Yeah. Thank Very you. Good. Um, that was good. <laughs> this is well an album they released in 2004 originally. So believe it or not, that's coming up on almost the 20th anniversary of that. They re-released it with the original track order that they wanted. For some reason, they wanted this original track order and they couldn't do it that way or somebody screwed it around with it or something like that. So they reordered it. They added uh, four songs that weren't on the album originally and remastered the entire thing and added this okay. huge, beautiful lyric book. It's an amazing package. Um, this is one of my favorite Drive-By Truckers albums. Um, not my favorite, but probably second favorite. It's great. It's great. Um, so I wanted to play a track off of this. This is a, a very early Jason Isbell song that he brought to the Drive-By Truckers. And the, the quote from the book is that he had this song before they even had him in the band. And when he came into the band, he was young. I mean, he was mm-hmm. probably 20, I think, whenever okay. he joined the Drive-By Truckers. So for him to write a song like this when he's 20... I just, god damn, this guy's got some talent. This song's huh. called TVA, and it's basically like a first-person account of a young person's experiences with the TVA, or the Tennessee Valley Authority, which is a, a government program that was instituted in the 1940s by Roosevelt 
um, to give jobs to people in the South and to build this big dam um, in Tennessee okay. to provide electricity for a lot of rural, rural parts of the South. Okay. So pretty niche historical context, but sure. it's a great song. So check it out. TVA. Thank God for the TV. When I was 15, me and my girl sat out on the lock. Watching the raccoons and terrapins dance on the rocks She let me put my hand up under her shirt I wanted her So I thank God for the TVA Thank God for the TVA When me and my baby used to lay around and wait Now, you two yokels chose yeah. to laugh about the, the line putting my hand up her, her shirt. I mean, I wasn't laughing. I was, I was, no, no. It, it, I, it's I was, a funny line. But out of context, I realized that that particular verse just makes it sound very adolescent and young. But that is one actually, of three snippets of verses. It sounded like different stories that involved the arc, it, you know, the infrastructure exactly. built by the, yeah, yeah. So, no, the no, other one's about a dad who died in a car crash who was oh, given his job, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lyrical arc. There. Sure. And I just sure. happened to pick the raunchy no, part. No, actually, no, it's, it's, seemed like a clever way to tie in the, the chorus. Uh, so yeah, so uh, the Dirty South, the, it's called the Complete Dirty South. I would recommend checking out. It's uh, it's really good. Um, All right. And the drive-by truckers just kick ass. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, right on. It's not particularly a uh, representative sample of the rest of the album. But last album I wanted to talk about, and this is not a new album, it turns out, but well, okay, the album is new. It was just released last week, but mm -hmm. it turns out that this recording took place two years ago in the mm. middle of the pandemic. Oh. Mr. Bob Dylan. Bobby Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprised, you know, just did this album drop mm -hmm. called uh, Shadow Kingdom. And I remember this coming out last Thursday night. I think it was after we got done with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? And I popped open Spotify. I'm like, oh, Bob Dylan has a new album? What the hell is going on here? And I had no context whatsoever. And it's a bunch of re-recordings of classic Bob Dylan songs. Um, no way. And so I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Turns out in 2021, he got this filmmaker to do this kind of like 
it was shown as a live stream, but it's really kind of like a it's a it's a movie. It's, it's like a short form movie of him of Bob Dylan and his band playing in this like fake smoky cafe that's looks like it's from like the 1930s or the 1920s. And it's um, him reimagining a bunch of his old classic songs in this really bizarre, in sometimes like really bizarre styles. Okay. It's, it's, it's odd. <laughs> I, don't, I can't say why he did this or why he felt the need or the motivation to do this. I mean, Bob Dylan is not renowned for going back through his past catalog. He calls it Shadow Kingdom. I mean, that's kind of an allusion to like a, like an alternate universe Right, like his music, right? Right, right, right. Maybe he just embodied a character and went with it. Yeah, he's Bob. Yeah. For, he's Bob Dylan, man. Yeah, exactly. So I, I checked. I like. I rented the movie, um, which is brilliant. I think I like the movie a lot better than I like the album. Oh, okay. Because the movie is just—it looks like a David Lynch piece the entire way cool, through. Cool. Because nice. what's what's the name of the movie? It's called Shadow Kingdoms: The Early Songs of Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the record is also called Shadow Kingdom. Is that right? The record is just called Shadow Kingdoms. So, I see. It's wild. I, I mean, it's it's cool. Um, Bob Dylan looks awkward and weird throughout the entire thing. Um, I think he sings pretty well. Mm-hmm. The band is great. Weird arrangements. I don't know what to say about it. Nick, you said I, I, you, you listened to it, right? I, I put it on. I don't. I honestly didn't know any of what you just said, and I, yeah. I wasn't aware there was a film. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bring nothing to the table here other than I did listen to it, and I was like, well, yep, it's I, that's Bob. The same, that's the same context I listened to it in, so yeah. I was like, okay. what the hell is going on here? But anyway, let's listen to some of it. This is uh, Watching the River Flow. This is not an early Bob Dylan song. This is kind of a middle-era Bob Dylan song, but it's a good one. Check it out. Sit on this back of sand and watch the river flow. Wish I was back in the city in my true love's arms She likes older men They can't be sister charms Without wings And I can fly I know where I will go Right now I sit right here Watch the river flow People disappearing everywhere you look Don't know where to draw the line Only yesterday I seen somebody Who was reading in the back This old river keep a rolling though Where it's stopping where the wind might blow I sit right here And watch the river Nice. So, yeah, it's worth checking out. I like cool. it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like old Bob Dylan. I mean, like I mean, new old Bob, like yeah, yeah Bob totally. Dylan. Has- that that's kind of how he sounded like to me at Desert Trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was that, just like, I was lapping it up, like, <laughs> you know, nice, nice. And you might really like this. Like you might really day. like this. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. It's not for everybody, I don't think. Um, but if you like Bob Dylan and you like gravelly voices and people in the shadows smoking cigarettes um it's pretty pretty spot on beautiful <laughs> nice yeah cool. i might i might, I might uh, listen to that for sure i'll listen to all that but, stuff 
Cool. Well, that Beautiful. is uh, three for Thursday, gentlemen. Now, Beautiful. But not to get into it, but you said you had four. Can we at least know what the fourth one is? The fourth one was the new Dave Matthews Band album. Uh, okay. All right. And upon... I'm also listening to that. Upon my like second and a half listen, I was like, I'm really not into this. I don't hear a single. I couldn't hear a track that I was like, I want to play for you guys. Right. Like the album's not bad. It's just fine. Yeah. And so I just said, screw it. And dropped it. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. You got dropped this week. He he did do a really nice uh, interview on Howard Stern. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear all of it, but um, it was interesting to hear. Uh, There were parts of his life that I didn't know about that were. uh, Yeah, he's had a cool life. Interesting. Yeah, and yeah. Some, of, so, some of it was, like, kind of rough, but yeah, some sure. of it was, yeah, yeah, but definitely, um, this seems like a, I had a different impression of him as a person, you know, which is part yeah. of Howard's magic, you know, that he can kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, no, you, he's been an easy one to discount from going way back. I wouldn't say that I've ever discounted him. I just, or even thought that he was a jerk or in, in any way, or I just didn't know what he was right. like. I got, he kind of yeah. seemed like a blank. I honestly <laughs> never got that. Even though he's like a very emotive performer, mm-hmm. it, so, it sort of always seemed like, no, I don't want to say it seemed like an act, but I just, I couldn't connect with it on this. You know what I mean? The yeah. way other people it's did. It's an awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. I but, think if you uh, don't know his early stuff and that he's always kind of acted that way, yeah, like, uh, it always just seemed weirdly natural mm-hmm. right? to me. And, and I'm not accusing him of being... Uh, shoot, I just had the word, uh, inauthentic at any yeah, point. Yeah. I just, uh, I was just surprised at how interesting he was. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. G- um, GQ also did a really cool, um, profile on Dave Matthews and a good, yeah. great interview. I think and the one, th- I, I will, so. I will say too, that, um, the reputation that he has as far as a, uh, as you want to talk about an, an operation, like a band operation, if you yeah. get in that band, you are like so well taken care of it's stupid you know yeah. and yeah i think that it, he his band is kind of like one of the best bands to be in yeah as mm-hmm. far as like making a living as a musician i think that's cool it, Do you remember that like, uh, yeah. that quiz show i did with you guys a couple months ago about mm-hmm. uh, the top touring live acts right yeah, yeah he was like number so like they were like number three or something yeah, like that <laughs> thank yeah good reminder i would i would play the ding ding song if you know because that that you're right <laughs> He, ha- he has the means. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, he has, he has the means. I think that he ha- he's, the band members like, can take their kids on the <laughs> nice. road. And wow. not just like, wow. okay, kid, you're on the road. Like, they have tutors. That, you know, like, they're, like, it's like a whole, it's a, it's a serious it's a thing. system. Yeah. <laughs> it's an operation for sure. It's a business. And they realize, hey, we need this guy on the road, but he's misses he's his got kid. Family. He's got family. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. What what what's the what's the work around here? What's the uh, mm-hmm. what's the solution, right? What's it whatever take? it is, whatever yeah. What's it going to take? We have the means, you know. And mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, respect to that, you know. Good I'd love stuff. to. That's cool. Yeah, that 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 part is uh, is very cool. Cool. So who's, ne- who's right. up next? I hand the mic over to my buddy Nick Klein. Well, thank you so much, sir. Um, Nick, let me, uh, what's me? That's just Nick. Um, <laughs> kick it off with some music. Uh, I've got a song uh, by a band called The Hunter Tones, or no, just Hunter Tones, uh, which I wasn't familiar with. They were previously the Dan White Sextet. Uh, Mm. This is a band out of Columbus, Ohio that kind of relocated themselves to Brooklyn 
Uh, and this is their, I think this is like eighth album. Yeah, yeah this the, is from. Hmm? I was going to say the rent was too high in Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, this is their, from their eighth album, Engine Company. Uh, this song is called Steed. that a lot yeah it's, it's very cool it's a cool album it's i have a, cool a soft album. spot for uh songs that start where you don't know where the one is until the drums oh, come yeah. in. <laughs> especially when it starts with guitar right yeah always yeah <laughs> yeah no no I, I i like that song that why well, that's why i picked that one because it had that guitar intro i thought that was a cool a clever turn mm-hmm. um um yeah i'll tell you what the our dive into uh fusion has really altered the predictive algorithm for my music, my music track. <laughs> that and the fact that I played sleep music for the boys at night, that has really added some weird new age <laughs> into my, <laughs> my playlist. But um, the, the story that I bring to you this evening, gentlemen, is uh, from the New York Times, and, uh, and I thought it was kind of interesting. It's what happens when AI enters the concert hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is about, it kind of sets the stage. It's about this, uh, it sets the stage with this vocalist, Jen, Jen Wang, um, and a performance that she did it at the Monk Space in Los Angeles, performing the Duke of York, um, which is a 1971 piece by Alvin Lucier. Um, and in this performance, she sang with a digital rendition of her voice that was synthesized by artificial intelligence, which doesn't, yeah, the, the more I tried to wrap my head around that, the more it kind of was a little bit confusing. But what this essentially, to me, I think is, is it sounds like it's, it's, it's auto-tune that's trained on a per- specific performer's voice, and then there is somebody present that is actually kind of tweaking um, the the, mm. like the interface, if you will, so that it's 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 an accompaniment built off of the off of the vocal patterns of the actual performer, but not actually like a true auto tune. It's not just mat- matching her 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 pitch and then you know moving it up a couple cents or moving it down a couple semitones. Right. It's uh, it's actually creating complementary tracks and um and it's built on the system uh called rave um r-a-v-e mm-hmm. and in and of itself i thought like oh that that's actually really interesting like auto-tune that doesn't suck is something i've always been interested in hearing um, <laughs> right. so, yeah. makes sense 
Um, so that was that was like the, that was the first piece of it. But then the the more the story goes on, the more it kind of talks about um, how these different ensembles and composers are using artificial intelligence to essentially create a computer version of of spontaneity, where basically the AI will take the role of uh, performing uh, improvisationally, and then mm. the other the other instrumentalists have to react to that. Uh, and then the interesting thing is supposedly what happens in between there. And I thought, well, that's freaking fascinating because yeah. we've actually had conversations about about the one thing that that uh, we, there's even there's even like memes on Instagram um, or on different channels um, of classical musicians who are terrified of improv of, of improvising uh, because because that's just not how they learn their instrument. They just right. learn the piece. Right memorize it like get the nuance of the notes that they're playing as as that that's what they're bringing to the table and the idea of coming and playing something improvisationally is kind of a terrifying prospect so yeah so i, th I thought this was actually just a really cool article and and i don't have a long segment this evening but i did want to i don't know if you guys had a chance to read it uh, i did. had any thoughts that i that i didn't cover um but. yeah i thought it was really cool i can't remember the guy in the article who said this but it was something like to me this is comfortable because it is being it's being trained on my voice or yeah. a person's voice it's not just going out and collecting data from the right from the internet not just mm -hmm. collecting public publicly accessible data it's data from a data set that i know and that is um of stuff that i've given it yeah which i think is a really interesting tweak on the on the idea. yeah there there's a cool quote out of the gate from the, that singer uh uh, Jen Wang, and she said that the gestures were surprising. This is basically the accompanying AI voice that was with her. The gestures were surprising and the textures were surprising, but the timbre was incredibly familiar. Yeah. 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 Um, right. And yeah, I thought that was really cool. I don't know. Greg, what did you think? I thought it was really interesting. And I, there was a few other pieces that were mentioned later on in the article mm -hmm. that I thought were pretty cool. What, one of them was like a, it was like a piano but it was almost like a player piano. I don't know if you saw that video. Was that sil was that silicon or was that? I think uh, it was forager? silicon. I okay. believe it was silicon. I, yeah, I definitely just thought it was interesting. I mean, as my brother Austin put it, when we were having a discussion about AI a couple of months ago, and he was like, "Yeah, we're uh, we're leaving the uh, age of information." And we're entering the age of knowledge. <laughs> I was like, uh. oh, an interesting way to put the. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not against that. I think that that's a good way of putting it. Cool perhaps. way to put. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? Because it's like as Jay was saying, it's not like you're just going out and oh, internet. You know, like a book report. Mm -hmm. like, it's like this stuff is like learning on it. It has a brain of its own. <laughs> mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the difference, and that's why it's so new. Yeah. It's like kind of hard to fathom, but yeah, it's it, it, it the the way that it's having an impact on music. It's um, it's still obviously, you know, remains to be seen. But when you mm -hmm. uh, see um, a program like this, which by the way is French, right? Yeah, it was it, it was a it was a guy, it was a a guy in Paris who started it at the institute that Pierre Boulet started, and that was like a contemporary of Zappa's, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so. I thought that was kind of interesting. You hear these AI developers, some of them coming out and being like, "Oh, what have we done?" <laughs> so it's, it's it's a little bit of a head scratcher right now. We I think that we are just scratching the surface of this as far as a society. Yeah. But but that that there are there are engineers who are like 
who have seen this coming for a long time. And some mm-hmm. of them are a little paranoid that if it like, falls in the wrong hands, people could do really awful stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to yeah. open up that yeah. box it, necessarily. Well, I mean, it talks a little bit about, like, you know, the concerns about it replacing the artist. Um, if, if, like, if, the, if an artist gets their sound so distinctive that it can be learned and copied like could it be? Could they be replaced and those kinds of things? That I I I don't know. I I do think that that's kind of um, we listened a couple months ago to some AI generated stuff and I, and I've still heard like AI generated Drake and um, it, it I don't know it it doesn't sound the same to me um, I, like mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a mimic but I, I the cool thing I think was for me was like oh this is neat that it's it's classical that's adopting. Yeah, and, right. And, and and the stories about that, and that 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 it's taking them outside of or taking them into a realm that's already kind of something they've identified is a, is outside of their comfort zone. Um, that being improvisation. Yeah. Um, and and one of well, the one of the those performances that that is linked deeper into the article, it's actually listening to the performance. So it's actually responding to the live human mus- so musicians right, right. that are performing yeah. and kind of so. Yeah, freaking cool as crap. I thought that was really neat. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 going to be interesting to see where all this goes, man. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And it yep. is interesting also to see that the classical world, which I I don't know for sure, but I have I have reason to believe. And they got to find sure. somewhere to go. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, and I mean, I think right? they, they're kind of struggling. Yeah. You know, right. That's what I, I mean. mean. Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah. Then we're on the same page, and mm-hmm. so it's like we need to be maybe trying to look forward rather than just constantly like, look how cool this music was in the past. Yeah. There's like a hundred recordings of, you know? Yeah. yeah. I try. I, yeah. I'm not, I think I'm that's not, a really, I, I, I'm sorry, Jay, before you get to the point, I just want yeah, yeah. to, to finish with, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dissing classical musicians at all when I say this, but they are the ultimate tribute bands. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, Jay, go ahead. No, no, I was I was just gonna say, you know, Nick and I went to a music school at UMBC, mm-hmm. um, who, to their credit, their whole thing was we're not gonna do classical music. Like you don't come here to to do quote unquote classical right. music. We're gonna do we are we specialize in new and avant garde music, mm-hmm. um, chamber music, orchestral music, but we are embracing new directions and stuff that you haven't heard before. But before, you know, the advent of AI and real computer technology being integrated with that, it was really just kind of like people getting up on their bassoon and squawking, you know, which <laughs> doesn't, you know, doesn't really have a big niche Tough to outside. sell tickets. It's yeah. tough to sell tickets. So whenever I see stuff like this, this is a potential new avenue, like you were saying, Greg, you know, yeah. and I think it's brave and I think it's, I think it's potentially, you know, why not give it a shot? You know, yeah. Right. What do you got to lose? See if it's also. What have you got to lose? Exactly. That, that's kind of the that's kind of the mindset. It's better than playing, you know, Mahler again. That literally was like. I was going to say it's like we, yeah, <laughs> we need to, we really need to hear another. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there cool. you go. Well, thank that's you. That's what Nick. I got. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, sure. Greg, you're up. Uh, wait, I I, I just What's remembered What's something. Wrong? No, no, it was it was it was just a funny moment at at um, at that gig, the 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 one where, where Happy Birthday, Greg. Yeah, it was yeah. That, that same guy in the front. I remember now. I was up there. I had my in ears in, and he was yelling something at me. 
I pulled it out, pulled out my hand here. I was like, what? What? What, what is it? And he's like, play Wonderwall, bro. Play Wonderwall. <laughs> and you know, and you know what I told him? I said maybe. It's a good dad joke. It's a good dad joke. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, all yeah. right. I want to talk about Oasis. These the Gallagher <laughs> brothers have been in the news like every day. We've did, never man. talked about uh, Oasis on the podcast. We, we definitely have not. No. No. All right. So I want to start by playing a clip of like what I consider Oasis kind of in their prime. This is like live at Nebworth. favorites how many hooks did you just hear in that song there's like 30 right. hooks <laughs> all, all hooks yeah yeah that's like that's like a rule that steve miller said again on a howard stern interview he's like i only release songs that have five hooks in them you know <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i'm like yeah it's a good rule yeah so i don't know about you guys i had an interesting experience with this band and discovering them because i was in france visiting family I want to say it was like 1994. I was um, maybe I was I was 13, and I went to France okay. on a on a trip. It was like during the the winter. We always went in the summer, but this one time we went in the winter. Okay. And I had um, the kind of like pop culture station. They had like five stations on the TV, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing music videos. I hear this band. I'm like, yo, these guys are great. It was supersonic. Oasis had just come out in Europe. So it hadn't even come out in the States yet. So I got back yeah. to the States and I couldn't, I, you know, I was like looking around for the CD. I didn't <clears> see it. And then finally one day I was like, I saw it in a store. I was like, oh, this is that band I heard. I remembered it. You know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, supersonic. Yeah, that was the song. So I bought the CD. 
And you know, this is back in those now. days where I thought about it. I was like looking at it and I was like, mm. it means I can't get <laughs> that other one that I was considering, right? I can't yeah. get the new Metallica CD, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, all right, but I'm going to go for it because that these guys, like I only heard the song once. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Like these days it's like unfathomable. Right. Yeah. Anyway, plunk down, you know, whatever, 14 bucks or whatever for the CD and get all uh, killer, no filler. Like that was, I was very happy yeah. with my choice. Like Oof. right away, it's like live yeah, no forever. Um, you know, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of great songs on on that record. It holds I'm up. A and rock people, and roll star. Yeah. And if you like Oasis, it's just, I mean, it's essential. And I really like Oasis, especially that record, and of course the smash second record. What's the story? Morning Glory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is even better, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Than than definitely maybe. And I'm always tickled by the drama that surrounds the Gallagher brothers. Right. <laughs> right. So obviously, I mean, I don't know if our listeners out there are familiar with the Gallagher brothers, but Liam Gallagher, it was the singer. Mm-hmm. Bunch of wankers. Noel, yeah, bunch of wankers. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and Noel Gallagher was the guitarist and primary songwriter. Mm-hmm. Every other member of Oasis is... Replaced. No, again, no, 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 uh, you know, no... In, uh, ins- you know, not, not to insult offense, anyone, yeah. No offense, but seem to be replaceable in their operation. Like I don't, no one would mm-hmm. notice, right? But the Gallagher brothers, are, like you would notice. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the Black Crows. I know Jay, you probably disagree with me. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, I, but, I, I take your point. I take your point. Right. Okay. They, they can't tour without the two brothers, but that's yes. all they need. Yes. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So these guys have, you know, the band broke up, I want to say in like 2000, what, like 10 or something like that. I should have researched mm. this a little bit more. I'm sorry. Um, I think it was a little bit earlier than that, mid-2000, okay. but yeah, yeah. There you go, mid So they had, a, they, they had those two smash records, and then they put out a couple more successful records, but um, it, it's, it's mostly those two records that get played still. Right, I can't think of a single song that's on the other records. Maybe Jay knows one or two. I don't know. Well, I said erroneously whenever you were saying, mentioning that definitely, maybe, but "Be Here Now" is their third album, and there are two singles off of that. It's not. Is it "Live Forever"? It's not "Live Forever." Nah, that one's on. No, it's um, maybe. all around the world. Getting what you heard. All Get around the world, know. we can make time. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> That one Greg did. I, I knew that one. Yeah. But yeah, that was basically that was basically the end of their hits right. after their third album. Yeah, yeah. and so th- this is a band that you know like t- would say stuff like we're you know we're, we're better than the Beatles. I don't know if they actually said that or like you know they would compare themselves to the I'm Beatles. Sure, they did you know? at some point. Yeah, yeah. and and they, and they yeah. were always like getting into bar fights and it's cool. It was you know fights cool rock stage. and roll stuff. You know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've been in the news a lot lately. Um, because there's talks of a, there's like rumors of a uh, reunion. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they each each of the brothers is like kind of killing it in the uh, solo career game. Mm-hmm. I know that Liam when, when he plays gigs, it's like always a big deal. And Noel has this high flying birds or whatever. That's the new band that he's got, and they're busy. But they get asked, you know, in interviews, like, oh, are you, gonna, are you guys going to have a reunion? And it's like, ah, that wanker right. won't pick up the phone. He doesn't have the stones, you know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I love that stuff, you know. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't want, I don't want to wish them, 
you know, family like pain, but they, they seem to enjoy it too, no. almost. They do. Um, yeah. But I found a few clips that I, I, these guys are just all so hilarious and yet inspiring at, at, at the same time. So I yeah. thought I, 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 I dug up a couple clips. This one's funny. This is um, from a uh, Oasis DVD that they put out. And you know, like when they do like director's commentary sometimes. So they had sure. Noel do like commentary about their own videos, and he's talking. He's like, "Oh, I was pissed for this one." You know, like, it's just and like just hearing him describe it. this. This was a this was a funny clip. I thought here, check, this is Noel Gallagher watching his own music videos and talking about how horrible it was to uh, film them. <laughs> it's funny. I'd kind of grown. I'd, I'd I'd grown out of the video experience quite quickly. By the third one, it was just like, this is a load of bollocks. <laughs> Standing around all day doing the same old shit 500 times. That'd be weird. But um, it seems like this guy was just making it up as he was going along. Because I th this bit where they were going to... He was saying, um, we should bury the drum kit. And I was saying, why don't we bury the drummer? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll bury the drummer. And I was like, wow. Is how easy this is. He's just fucking <laughs> randomly suggest nonsense. Me, meanwhile, they're like me. burying the drummer like, in the video. <laughs> 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 me. <laughs> that's great. You got it, it's oh. ten minutes of that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, it, and it's edited. It's edited. It's like the highlights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a ten-minute highlight reel of Noel just like. Oh god! I, I, I get, he progressively gets like kind of angry by the end. He's like, "Why were we wasting all our time doing these videos?" <laughs> uh, I mean, man, Greg, if you, I didn't know you were so into Oasis and their infighting, yeah, and that yeah. you have you watched their documentary? Yes, yes, Supersonic. And, oh, it's so yes, good. I did, I did, and and the, yeah, I watched that a couple years ago, and somehow it just hasn't come up on the pod, yeah. you know, and um, but yeah. So to, to sort of balance that off and, and just kind of, you know, s send us off right, they're not a joke to me. And um, one of the things that's kind of magical about them is like, you know, what's the story of Morning Glory? The last track on it is uh, Champagne Supernova. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know how, how everybody feels about that song, but to me, the general oh, I love consensus. That. I love that whole album. Yeah. The general consensus is that like Champagne Supernova is kind of a classic song. Mm -hmm. Sure. Now, in and Jay uh, brought up this documentary, or um, yeah, right, um, and they show Liam, the singer, tracking Champagne Supernova, and it, they're basically yeah. saying that he did like two takes of it. Yeah, yeah. And wow. so here's one of those takes. Listen to this. Slowly walking down the hall, faster than a cannonball. Why we? Find me, 
Nailed and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? And so one of the sh- – uh, I don't have his first name here, but uh, his last name is Morris. He is one of the uh, co-producers of that record, and he's, he said in a quote, like, Liam was extraordinary. They had this freaky thing where Noel would play the song once on acoustic guitar in the control room to Liam, give him the words, and he'd sing it. Right. Noel would listen to it once to check that Liam's got the phrasing of the entire song. He's only heard just the once. Noel would go, nice one, Liam. <laughs> and then yeah. Noel would say, at one point, he was the best singer in the world. And uh, you, know, you hear that and you hear the, like, the final, you know, the, the result is obviously a smash single, like anthemic mm-hmm. rock song. And I think that in a way, it's, they're one of those bands that's overrated and underrated. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. 100%. Right? Yeah. So it's like the people who, who like them are, it's like settle down. They're not the Beatles, right? Right. <laughs> but the people who are like, Oasis sucks. It's like, how on earth could you re- really like, you cannot discredit them. Because even though they were a 90s band and there were so many great bands that came around in that era, nobody, st- you know, nobody sounds like them. Nah, and their music is different. It holds up. It's ti- it, There's a timeless element to it. Yeah. Like you said, it's a classic. Right. Like that song is a freaking classic. It's, yeah. Ugh. And if you listen to that whole record and you finally get to Champagne Supernova, it has like a sort oh, of different yeah. uh, you know, feeling to it. Because it really, mm-hmm. now you're like, oh, it's like an overture. It's like an ocean at the beginning. Here. Right, yeah. exactly. It's, Dude, there's it's, a guy uh, on YouTube. I don't know how deep you want to go with this, Greg, but there's a guy on YouTube who all he does is do, he does Oasis breakdowns of like their albums and their concerts. Oh, really? And, like, this is like their great, and he did. I should have listened like, to him like, before like, doing this, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not going to help you out at all because it's just uh, okay. too much stuff to talk about. It's like an hour and a half track by track breakdown of What's the Story, Morning Glory, and this guy's personal opinion with references and like, you know, references to interviews that were taken, that were done at the time and original mm-hmm. studio demos and outtakes that this whole thing is a concept piece written by Noel about his relationship with this, this girl that he met mm. on a tour oh, okay. on the West coast. And it makes sense. I mean, the guy makes it make a lot of sense. I'll see if I can find it and share it with you. Wow. It's, it's pretty incredible. If you you're into this, you got to be, Keats. Do you it's exactly, that? it's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. 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 Yep. They're a great band. They're a great band. And I would, I, I kind of, they're not the Rolling Stones, but when you said the whole overrated, underrated thing, it, mm-hmm. it has echoes of the Rolling Stones because everyone right. says the Rolling Stones are overrated. But in a way, they're also kind of underrated. Right. So I, I total, totally agree with you on well, that. Well, you know, the thing Oasis. is, too, that neither of those bands are necessarily done. Like, Oasis could reunite, you know what I mean? And although mm-hmm. the scope of their career is pretty much, I mean, it's not... It's hard yeah. to imagine they would they would like reunite and make an album that is like as impactful. Sure. But speaking of of which, on that tip, he's uh, so Noel has been getting into it with Matt Healy from okay. the band the nineteen seventy five. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, okay, right. Um, and <laughs> and Matt Healy says in in a recent interview he says. I love Noel Gallagher, but the difference between me and Noel is that I do a series of interviews to promote an album, whereas he does an album to promote a series of interviews. <laughs> it's like, it's hard not to, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to, to, you know, argue with that. Yeah. I, even though it's, that's, that's not the truth, but there's a, there is a humor, you know, there is a humorous yep. quality to that. because They've yeah, always been like, that way. They, they've attracted, yeah, it's like they do the most bombastic. Uh, right egregious or say the most 
yeah, just to. Yeah, but they inspired a lot of people to start bands, and uh, they'll continue to. I think. Oh, they're freaking awesome. I think that. But you um, talked about you talked about them maybe getting back together. There's some rumors about them getting back together. Well, the whole thing, as far as I understand it, that set that off recently was that yeah. Liam said in a tweet, "If Manchester City wins the f-ing Champions League final, then the right. f-ing band's getting back together." Right, right, right. I'm calling me brother and the band's getting back together. Well, <laughs> this past Saturday, Manchester City managed to do just that. Did they really? They did. So, the ball's okay. in your court, Mr. Gallagher. Mr. Gallagher. Yeah. Mr. Gallagher. Yeah, and like, as far as, even as of like yesterday, I think Liam sent him a tweet being like, come on, big boy, pick up the phone, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Really I'm sure their PR team is like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> here we go again. But at least up. they don't. They, they they don't say you know political. It's all just like internal, you know. Yeah. I don't scuffling. think they shy away from anything. Yeah. But but that hasn't come up yet. You know, like I look at right, um, right. You know, like Ro- like Roger Waters is in like some some hot water. With yeah. Some people, even though it's crazy, it, it it really is. It's gone too far, honestly. In my book, we we can talk about that maybe next. Maybe next week, I'll I'll, I'll open up that. I've been waiting for you and, to mention that because, like, I think we should. Yeah, I mean, a defense of Roger sounds good. Oh, you. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see uh, we'll see about that. But in any case, yes, Oasis, love them, hate them. <laughs> Maybe you know you got to deal with them one way or the other. You got to deal. With those <laughs> they're unag- they're, they're unignorable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and speaking yeah. of unignorable, yeah. Speaking of unignorable, we're still here. We're still out here doing this. We're still here. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whether you we're love both us overrated and underrated. <laughs> That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well said. Well said. Has anybody overrated us? I believe so. There's people out there. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, my mom, for one, is oh, one of our yeah. mm. biggest fan. She thinks we're basically fan. Howard Stern. So, thanks, bro. Right. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, show me your tits. No. <laughs> Speaking of which, my mom also listens to every episode. <laughs> we can cut. We can cut that out. <laughs> you don't have to. That's <laughs> show me your oh, boy. Uh, oh, yeah. there they are. All there right. Finally. Woo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. What, what do you think, Robin? Mm. <laughs> hey, now. Bubble mm. <laughs> 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 boy. Oh, right. Howard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okie dokie. All right. Um, we got to get out of here. The... Um, yeah, time, time yeah to why don't you, why don't you go ahead, Greg, and tell us the five books at home. Well, I, I can't. I, there's no way I'll be able to do it in uh, hours. <laughs> uh, convincingly, you can find us online at you should check it out dot com. You can uh, send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail dot com. Find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at should check. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Dang straight. Thank you, sir, and thank you, mm-hmm. sir, mm-hmm. and thank you all for tuning in for an excellent episode. We'll see you back here next week. Peace. Well, looking forward.